How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. I have my new season co-star with me, Eric Degatti, with One Human Performance. How's it going, Eric? It is going great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for joining in with us. Um, because on the other side of the coin, we can, we can also uh, have the problem where a lot of times in rehab, we put people in bubble wrap and tell them, well, you should never bend. You should never squat. You should never lunge right? Lunges are bad for your knees, right? And never put your knee over your toe, right? Remember mm -hmm. that rule that they, yep. everybody told us, never put your knees past your toe. Okay. So if that's the rule and that's what I've ingrained into people, I've now made people that are scared shit to move. Yep. And one of, and if we look at my brother's a doctor of physical therapy, he's going for his PhD. He's, he's, he's big into research stuff. And one of the, the pieces of research he shared with me that was most impactful is telling me that one of the biggest reasons people fail physical therapy is fear and avoidance of movement. So because now they feel like they're broken and they've been slapped with this label where I have sciatica or I have tendinitis or I have whatever, and now they're scared to death to move. And they tell them these, these myst mystical rules of never put your knee over your toe. All right, so now I'm the mom who's got a bag of groceries in one hand and a, and a toddler in the other arm and I drop my keys and I'm at the front door. What do I do? Mm -hmm. Well, if I bend down to pick up the keys, I'm going to put my knee over my toe and my knee's going to explode. So what am I doing? I'm going to sit at the front door until somebody else comes home. No, like you need to give them that, that skill back. You need to, how do I reacquire that, that movement language of being able to lower yourself and pick up your keys? doesn't mean you need to, to do walking lunges with 90 pound dumbbells. It means you need to be able to do the, the daily functions of life to at least a minimum level of movement competency. And then once you do that, then you challenge it based on whatever your goal is. Yeah. Um, and understanding that basic concept is, is something that most people never stop to think about. Um, and it's, and for me, it's, it's almost like I've been in it so long. Like, I don't understand how you don't think about that. Like, how did you miss this? And so many things get missed because we don't have just a basic set of checklists to go through. The FMS is a checklist for your movement competency. You know, there's a bunch of checklists that you should have that says that allows you to make those decisions and filters out you know, should I do CrossFit versus doing the uh, max challenge versus doing uh, a, a, a running program or uh, yoga? Or how do I how do I know which one I do? Yeah. And, you know, going back to, uh, you know, the, the mom coming up with groceries up to her front door and scared of her knee blowing up. I mean, the mind is a powerful thing. Your body can actually tense up, contract all the muscles around there. And she might actually experience a little bit of pain because of just the the fear factor like that, that has a huge part of it. You know, I've, I've talked to several uh, physical therapists for, and people who specialize in the nervous system. And, you know, that's a real important thing of calming that nervous system down. You got to train your client's brain to, you know, it's okay. We've done all these checks. You can move that way. You can put your knee past your toe if you need to. And then all of a sudden they do it pain-free. So, you know, just, just people basically psyching, them, psyching themselves out can, can, uh, you know, show, show, uh, inabilities like that. Yeah. And so, so with that, that's a model of empowerment that you're talking about. And that's very different than slapping a label and say, you have this itis and that's, yeah. and, and you're going to have to deal with it. And that's, or it's, you know, when I don't have an answer for it, it's in your head. Um, so that's, you know, one of the things that even people take away from the FMS, which is just a screen of your fundamental movements and see, is it optimal? Is it, is it good enough? Is it passing or is it poor? And we need to fix this and maybe need to adjust, 
you know, your activities to avoid a few things and, and do a few things to fix why this is there? Or is it painful? Even if you move really well, it can still hurt. And so being able to filter that out and, and even when we teach the course, people will focus on all the things that people failed or, or had pain with, but they forget about all the stuff that they're actually good at. And yeah. it's that this, this, this concept that, that uh, Chinese medicine has called surrounding the dragon of if I have shoulder range of motion where I can't get from my shoulder, you know, if I go from my shoulder height up to my ear, I'm fine. And if I go from my side up to my shoulder height, I'm fine. It's that middle range that hurts. Well, if I just work the top end and work the bottom end, eventually that, that angle closes until there's no, no longer a problem there. And so by working, not only just uh, worrying about the, what you can't do, working on the things you actually can do and that level of empowerment to say, there's still a lot of meat on the bone here that we can work with. Oh, yeah. And I've yet to find somebody that I can't give a fitness program to, even though they have endless limitations. You know, when I first started out, I was that guy in the big gym that when you walked in with a laundry list of limitations, you know, all the other trainers said, oh, I don't know what to do. Go see Eric. And mm -hmm. I was like, bring it on. Cause I had a system of checks and balances. It kept me in my lane. I, wasn't pretending to be a physical therapist. I just was really good at knowing when I needed one and also knowing what are the things you can do? What are the things that are safe and just establishing some guardrails. Um, and that's a very different model. That's a model of empowerment. It's not saying you're broken, come three times a week to fix what's broken um, without ever thinking about what you actually can do and emphasizing using that as a tool to build fitness and to build resiliency and to, to keep you well and connect the dots between health and fitness. Yeah. And that, and that's like one of my biggest problems too, with uh, like the medical doctor field is, you know, someone does have an injury, they go in and then they tell them, you know, I'll oh, take eight to 12 weeks off for, for a shoulder injury. There's, there's so much, like you said, so much more meat on the bone. I, as a personal trainer, I've been, become really good at, you know, going after different muscle groups. You don't have to just quit altogether you know, let that rehab out. You can work the lower body, work the core. You do not want to lose this. If you lose, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's what I always tell, you know, people who are susceptible about starting too soon. And nobody ever got better from laying on a couch. Yeah, right. And so, worse. Um, <laughs> and, and so, and in defense of that, that medical doctor, they've got as much training and exercise as I do in practicing medicine. Exactly. And so I tell my clients, like, if your chest hurts, you have chest pain, don't come to me. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you're looking for exercise advice, don't go to your medical doctor who doesn't, isn't generally well-versed in exercise. They're going to yeah. tell you, like, I, they're going to tell you, you should exercise, but that's where it leaves off. Yeah. And then you have to then make the decision of what that means. Um, and what, you know, what are those choices? Cause that can mean a lot of different things. So now it's on you to become an educated consumer, um, which is really hard to do yeah. um, with social media. Uh, how do people get a hold of you? You, uh, you have a website, social media. What's the, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Uh, I am on social media. And as I'm part of your demographic, it is not my sweet spot as much. Um, so that's an admitted flaw, even though you can find me everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, or any of those at, at Eric Degatti, and it's uh, E-R-I-C-D-A-G-A-T-I. Uh, <clears throat> and then if you go to the same website, which is www.ericdegatti.com, what I put on there, since I go out and teach so much and do these, these types of things, is I have a, a forum in there where you can ask Eric right on the homepage, where if you, um, if you just write a question there, it goes directly to my email box. And I'll get back to you within, within a day or two with any of your 
fitness or training related uh, questions. Great. Awesome. And I'll also put all those details in the written form on, uh, on the podcast show as well. So they can just click on the links, but, uh, thanks Eric for uh, joining us today and we'll, we'll catch you on other episodes. That would be awesome. This has been fun.